Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Munkinass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner! He scores! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Hey, on that Matthew Kachuk, Brady Kachuk fight, here's Chris Pronger with a little backup and some background. Well, it was great. They were uh, they were brawling in the room all the time. <laughs> you know, this I, is when they were kids, by the way. I remember one time Brady broke his finger, and it didn't even phase him. He just broke his finger and just in the dresser room where? Well, I don't know how. Even if you got a cot in a door, or, uh-huh. I don't know. And I looked down, it's crooked, and he's kind of cried, but not really. He was only like four or five, maybe. He's still messing around with his brother. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was just sat in, sat in Walt's uh, locker and just kind of hung out and uh-huh. yeah. kind of almost like he was taking a couple deep breaths and <laughs> regrouping. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, it kind of carried out of the ice a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, I think when you watch both of them, you see a lot of Keith in them and and where they go. Uh, they get to the front of the net and, and do a lot of their work there. But uh, you know, I think their passion for the game and how hard they play and the physical nature that they play with, uh, you know, they certainly were paying attention when uh, when their dad was playing. I know your play for sorry, just I so you, I write it right. Did he break his finger in there, or he just? Had I it? don't know. It was, he, he was it was in the locker room. He broke it, I think. Okay. Yeah. He was messing around with it. Still. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots. We didn't have a kid policy. <laughs> Chris Pronger at the uh, alumni media availability talking to reporters about that fight between Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk back when they were kids in the Blues dressing room. And how cool. Did you see the picture, by the way, of those two sitting up on the boards and Keith, their father, on the ice as an all-star looking at them? And now here they are as all-stars years later. I mean, what a great story that is between father and sons. It is a very special time to be a Blues alum. And the, the Blues have a very strong alumni base. Here's Curtis Joseph. He's watching number 50, Jordan Bennington, do some very special t- things. Remember that playoff game where Cujo stopped 63 shots to beat the Blackhawks, one of many great Blues moments, Cujo on Bennington. I remember, Jordan, uh, I went to a goalie school at, uh, I think I was 35 years old, um, just to learn the new style and how to how to play on my knees a little better. And he was at that goalie school at the time, so I knew of him. Uh, and uh, then I kind of followed him to the OHL. And, and uh, um, so, yeah, anytime uh, uh, a goalie, you know, dons a mask, um, uh, honors you with with something like that. It, it makes you feel pretty good, you know, pretty special. It's a it's a great honor, and um, he's a great kid, and it's a great story. It was actually a, a tremendous story last year. What do you think of his uh, his uh, goalie style? Or his style? No, he's good. He's um, uh, covers a lot of net, and he's very athletic. So um, he's got a nice combination, and uh, um, he's following it up with another good year this year. So that's that's great. Um, um, he spent a little bit of time in the minors, and uh, obviously it really helped him. Um, but he's uh, to have a championship club, you need great goaltending, and he provided it last year. The Blues have that in Jordan Bennington. Bennington tells a story, actually, 
that when he was in the minor leagues, he was in the AHL and was about to make his AHL debut, he had to leave the room so his teammates wouldn't see that his hands were shaking. That's how nervous that he was. And he didn't want them to know how nervous he was because they'd say, oh, boy, here we go. This kid comes up and now he's going to blow this game for us. And now you have Bennington, who's as confident as any player in the league. His famous line last year, do I look nervous, carried him all the way to a Stanley Cup. And here he is on Friday in the skills competition, winning that event as a goaltender on the save streak. This is some player, and I believe, even though he's already won the Stanley Cup, that there is so much ahead for Jordan Bennington. Here he is. Well, I got the text uh, asking me what kind of, you know, what song I want to play, and it took me a little bit. And I texted my buddy, uh, who I go to for a, he's got something for everything. One of those guys, uh, Jordan Schmaltz, and he came up with uh, Pony by Genuine, and I, I threw it on to make sure, you know, threw it onto my phone and kind of got me moving a little bit. So uh, I thought it was a good call, and I don't know if they put the lyrics out there, but we had the we had the beat. I was trying to take a look in the stands. I was hoping people would be feeling it a little bit more, but it's all right. It's all good fun, and um, it's a cool thing to kind of be able to have some creativity towards your your uh, brand or your personality. And uh, it, overall, it was just a fun night tonight, and I think everyone did a great job. This is Jordan Bennington talking to reporters after the skills challenge on Friday night. I mean, once I'm done, I don't think I'm putting this pads back on, so uh, I don't blame him for not doing it. Um, but it would be cool just to see how, how he is, and, and uh, I'm sure he'd have his old, his old habits of, of how he performs and his technique, and uh, he was so fun to watch, so... But it is cool, you know, seeing... It would have been good to see Hully do a little more than one shot. Uh, but might be all he has in him these days. Uh, uh, when everyone's in town. When he's got a lot of friends in town, it might be all he has in him. But uh, he's, a, he's a great guy and he's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, the boys love having him around and seeing him. So uh, it just, just goes to show how special the city of St. Louis is with the alumni uh, coming back and, and enjoying themselves and just really expressing how much they love this city and um, you know it's good for the fans to be able to see them back on the ice uh, in St. Louis and uh, yeah overall just well done yeah I would do the same yeah why do you all goalies think they're so good out because we are oh really yeah well you got a mind for the game I think you see more and, and you can make reads and trust your hockey sense but yeah <laughs> Are you good out though? Like, are you? Uh... I'm not bad. Yeah, maybe uh, when I'm done, I'll throw out some content of me uh, working. You know, <laughs> I'd probably give Biebs a run for his money. Uh, <laughs> I would say. Jordan Bennington, who's going to be facing Justin Bieber this summer when the Beebs comes to town. Here's more of Bennington. This is good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I ended up uh, getting moved into a place with a kitchen uh, after about a month in a bed, and uh, you know, this city of St. Louis. Uh, you know, everyone's pretty friendly, and uh, I was happy with where I was at. Um, you know, just got used to it, and, and the city's grown on me so much, being able to spend some time here. Um, but, yeah, it's overall, it's it's been a great experience here. Did you move into something more permanent over the summer, or did you just stay where you were? You're trying to find out where I live? No. No, I just, I switched, yeah, I moved into a new condo and uh, coming into the season, uh, find my own spot. Yeah. Found my own spot and um, I enjoy it. Um, yeah. Okay. Good. 
I'm just messing with you. Anything else? Talking about the alumni here. Uh, what sticks to us most is probably how much they enjoy the city of St. Louis and um, really opens up our, our minds and uh, just to appreciate where we're at right now. And we're very fortunate. I love listening to Jordan Bennington, and he is so connected to the city now. These guys are rock stars, and it's just the beginning. When they win the Stanley Cup, that year was very special, 2019, but they will have that with them and the connection with our city for the rest of their lives. When they are years from now, they'll be coming back doing reunions here in St. Louis. When you win a Stanley Cup, when you win a championship, you're connected forever. That's why it it saddens me a little bit more about the Rams because 20 years ago, they won the Super Bowl, and they should be here. They should be here in St. Louis celebrating that right now. And that that's part of when the Rams moved to Los Angeles, that hurts because it feels like they don't have a home right now. The Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner and Orlando Pace and Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, like they should be here in St. Louis right now celebrating before they go to the Super Bowl that 20 years ago winning the Super Bowl. Uh, let's take a quick break. I'll tell you someone that we celebrate constantly is Layla Anderson. She is a tremendous human being, and I had a chance to talk to her about her experience. I go one-on-one with Layla Anderson when we come back. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. A whole lot to come from All-Star Weekend here in St. Louis. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are behind the scenes at Stiefel Theater. This is media day. This is where the working media kind of packs up their stuff, and we just experienced a pretty cool thing up on stage with all the players in the NHL All-Star Game, and Layla Anderson was part of the questioners out there. You got around and visited a lot of your favorite Blues, didn't you? Yes, I did, and I got to ask a lot of questions kids would want the answer to hear. I'm partnering with Upper Deck, and this year for the 2020 All-Star, I am the kid correspondent for Upper Deck asking kind of kid-related questions to these NHL players. They couldn't have made it better. Where was KMOX on this? Why didn't we go after Layla Anderson? So (laughs) let me ask you. First of all, the upper deck cards that you are going to have to promote be the match. Yes, this hockey card is special. We are debuting it tonight and Sunday at noon at Fanfare. And it's special because the back is just kind of trying to support be the match and kind of represent my story. This card isn't for the sales or like as any other hockey card would be like a rookie card. This is kind of a hockey card representing my story and trying to just get more people to understand why Be The Match is such a big organization and how Be The Match can save many people's lives and how it's helped me get to where I am today. So you're out there on stage today with all the players and everybody knows Layla, but you got to work and you were asking some good questions. I saw you with Jordan Bennington, first of all, grilling him a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was really cool to kind of hear the personal side outside of 
the normal hockey questions and kind of get to know a little, like what their favorite TV show is or who has the worst smelling gloves on a team. Or do you like to play pranks on your teammates and just kind of get to know the little personal side of these NHL players and get to have them smile for a question aside from all news and media questions. Layla, you're very busy. I mean, you have school. There's a lot. Although it's snowing, you might get the day off tomorrow. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm praying that tomorrow we do have a snow day. Uh, my school has a thing where if we hit 10 snow days, then we only have to make up one snow day. And I think we're at like eight or nine. So I'm pretty sure if it's iffy tomorrow, we have a snow day. And if my school is watching this right now, please, can we have a snow day tomorrow? Please. We'll do our best actually to send the message. Last thing. <laughs> You're, you have a lot of demands on your time, I know that, and you're doing so many great things. What is your favorite thing to do? What is the perfect day, the perfect night for Layla Anderson? The perfect day would probably see a Blues afternoon game on a Saturday. Um, I would say go to St. Louis Children's Hospital and probably visit some kids and just kind of catch up with some of my friends at St. Louis Children's Hospital. And then I would say... Uh, going to dinner with my family and just kind of spending some time with my family and getting to enjoy life a little. You're the best. Great to see you. The winner of a Musial Award also. Yes. Layla Anderson. It's great to see you again. Thank you. You too. She is the best. Layla Anderson with me over the weekend. How about this? Thursday night, they packed Centene Community Ice Center for an alumni game. Remember Bush Stadium? They drew gosh, about 40000 for that alumni game on the Winter Classic. Here, Centene Community Ice Center, a smaller venue, was jam-packed for All-Star Weekend. And with that and more, here's one of my daughter's favorite broadcasters, she tells me. She loves, she said, besides you, Dad. She loves Darren Pang with our Joe Pot. Everybody that went out to Centene and Maryland Heights and watched the, the alumni and, um, you know, some of the greats that played for St. Louis and some of the greats that just played around the league. And, uh, just the response and the sold-out venue and the excitement. And, you know, and then the players start sprinkling in and they do the media interviews, and that's always fun because then you, you're, you're watching different outlets, you're listening on the radio, and you can, you know, you really get a maybe a, a better feel for some of the guys that you don't know much about. Um, you know, because this isn't about, you know, the animosity or the, the hatred of a team that you don't like because they play against the Blues. This is really about, a, a you know, a bunch of great players that are, coming into your city and hopefully enjoying your restaurants and going out and saying hello to some people. So uh, it's just begun. But I think, I think having the alumni game and honoring the past was just, was just a great way to start the All-Star Weekend. And I, I, I think this is something that uh, we lost that a little bit. Um, and, uh, and now for it to come back, um, I think it's going to be really good for the former players and, uh, and obviously for the, uh, you know, for whatever city the All-Star Game's in, Joe, because, you know, there's still a lot of players that people have a, uh, you know, a relationship with, and they can they can they can really enjoy that part of it with some of the alumni as well. And I think sports is a unique venue almost to to keep that connection to the past, to past generations. We know obviously how much this cup run meant to generations of St. Louis fans, and I, and I I agree with you that it's such a cool thing to connect using those uh, using the alumni players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the alumni, you know, they were every every bit a part of uh, the celebration uh, in in the uh, in the cup win, and uh, you know, they know that obviously any of us that 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 played and never won, we know we didn't win. But just to have, you know, to have that, uh, you know, have that so close to you, 
and know that, uh, that you know, for some of these guys, the sweaters they wore, the the, the blue note, um, are now Stanley Cup champions. I I think that for, forever, every, everybody's going to be intertwined for that. But uh, you know what I, I like about the alumni, Joe, is that you know they're they're guys that came in that uh, you know like the drop of of the puck for for example, like there is uh, there's Red Barrents and you know with the uh, you know taking the face off and then scoring a goal as an eighty year old. Scoring a he's goal, right? Opening, right, and then he's taking the opening face off with. Uh, you know, with with Guy Carboneau, uh, who's just inducted into the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know he wasn't a longtime Blues player, but he was a Blues player, and and uh, you know that 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 to me was pretty cool. Very very cool indeed. Talking about the All Star Game, of course, Craig Berube is the head coach of the Central Division. Is he going to start four Blues in that starting lineup? He should, and I, I I don't see why he wouldn't. He he can do whatever he wants. He's the head coach of the Central, so. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, if you were Craig Berube, would you? Oh my God! Fault him for that? No, <laughs> without I, a doubt. I, I mean, I think this is, you know, that that's what makes this, uh, that's what makes this so unique is that they're the defending Stanley Cup champions in their hometown uh, with their head coach, with their goalie, with their captain, with their with their uh, Conn Smythe and Selkie Award winner, and then with a player that deserved to be in any way, although he was voted in by the fans, he really deserved a spot. Uh, in the All-Star game. So, no, I, I'm fully expecting that all the way. And that's Darren Pang with Joe Pot, and that is exactly what happened. Here's Alex Petrangelo, the Blues captain. Alex, um, as far as the starting lineup, did you just leave it to Chief to know that he was going to make the right decision, well, or did yeah. you guys have to say anything to him? He better have picked. I mean, <laughs> he asked me before the game. I was like, you really have one job is to start us, so don't mess it up. So glad he got that one right. Except played us against McDavid, so. Yeah, it's like it wasn't ideal. <laughs> it was pretty cool to see, though, the introductions several times throughout the night with those. Here's more with Panger. That would be awesome. Uh, let, let's talk about after the All-Star break. It's a quick turnaround for those guys that are in the game because Monday it's right back to work. You've got Vancouver and Calgary back-to-back. You've got Edmonton coming up later in the week. For the way this first half of the season, first half, if you will, ended with a couple of losses, how motivated is this team to get back to work for real? I believe that having a mature team um, that that knows when to you know get back to business, um, I, I've seen this team really respond after a break. Their record after uh, two or three days off uh, in the last couple of years is extraordinary. Um, so that tells me that they don't just come back after a break and be, you know, uh, all right, we'll just dip our toes in the water and we'll get ourselves back. They're not that way. So, yes, I do believe that there was a little stinging um, after effects after, you know, the, the way that they, they lost some games. But I do believe, though, Joe, that they liked the game that they played in Colorado. I thought they played a hard game. They had it in control. They gave up, what, two goals in 20 seconds. Um, but other than that, that was a playoff style game. I, I, I enjoyed that game watching it. And uh, I could, you know, I think that set a real good tone for the work ethic and how they had to play to be successful. But, you know, you're right though. You, you, you go back to St. Louis. Now you, you turn around on Sunday, you fly all the way to Vancouver. And then on Monday you play, then bang, you're right there playing against Matthew Kachuk and the Calgary right. Flames. And, and that's not an easy, that's not an easy turnaround. Then you have the two days off. And then you really regroup again for Edmonton and then for Winnipeg, where Alexander Steen will play his 1,000th game. Fantastic uh, 
milestone there for him. Uh, let me ask you, what do we know about Sammy Blaze's return? Do we ex- do you expect to see him coming out of the break? I personally do, okay. and, and that's only me. That's not a medical assessment. Um, but in, in, in discussing things with Sammy Blay prior to the break, knowing how close he was practicing, um, you know, going down to the American Hockey League and getting some practices in with them during this break uh, keeps him up to speed. And uh, so my expectation, um, especially since they lost the last couple, that's when Craig Berube's not afraid um, to switch up things. Um, if they would have won the last couple of games, then, then maybe Sammy Blay waits his turn and, and, uh, and, and until something you know, negative happened that he wouldn't get in the lineup. But I believe this would be the right time to get him in. And you'd have a fresh body, an eager player, and, and obviously a really good player. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Sammy Blay. I, I've missed him, and I think the team has missed him, especially in that top nine as a power forward and getting in on the forecheck and the kind of plays that he can make. And you and I have talked about it before, and, and it bears repeating, but really Craig Berube deserves uh, so much praise for the way he reads this team and understanding, okay, here's a time to bring back a Sammy Blay, or here's a time to keep that lineup and keep that roster as it is. He's so good at kind of gauging where this team is. He has a really good feel for not only the off days, but also the in-game adjustments when when it's necessary to make a change. And, uh, and, and, he, and he pushes the right button in not allowing the players um, to get off scotch-free. You know, if a game's not going his way, he, he doesn't want them to, uh, to just wither away into the night. He, he wants them fighting and scrapping and clawing and seeing if they can't, you know, get back into the game. The other part of it is I like the fact that he's loyal to the players that are on the roster if you're winning. And he's not apt to change. He's stubborn that way in a good way. And, uh, and it, I'm, until you lose a game or until the game is really falling apart, that's when another player gets an opportunity. So he does give players a golden opportunity to stay in the lineup. And, and, uh, and then, obviously, if you're out, you've got to be careful because when you're out, like Mackenzie McEachern last year, you never get back in. McKenzie didn't get back in. He, all he did was have two bad games, and he never got back in, and they won a Stanley Cup. So that's what players are afraid of. They don't want to be the guys that are left out. We'll hear more from Darren Pang tomorrow morning when he joins me on Total Information AM. He's with me every Monday and Friday and on Sports Open Line every evening. We'll take a quick timeout. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX continues as we take a look around the St. Louis area and the impact the NHL All-Star Game has had on other sports, auto racing, Cardinals, and MLS. That's next on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It's 11.36. We get to spend a few minutes with the general manager of Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway, Chris Blair, who I know has felt the impact of this NHL All-Star weekend. How are you, Chris? Hey, I'm doing great. It's uh, yeah, it's been a great week to be in St. Louis, hasn't it? You're darn right, it has. The NHL, I know, has a huge relationship with Honda. Honda's name has been all over this All Star Weekend. Firestone, Bridgestone, NBC does the IndyCar races. In fact, when uh, we had uh, the IndyCar in town, we had a great collaboration between the NHL and IndyCar and NBC, and we were spending some time with Bomarito Automotive Group in their suite at Enterprise Center. It's great how that all comes together, isn't it? 
I tell you what, it's great. And one thing, you know, he, he doesn't get enough credit, but Gary Bettman is really open-minded when it comes to working with other sanctioning bodies and groups to promote his sport. And uh, you don't see that with, with the, the NFL for sure, because two people have tried to do that. So what he's done there and being willing to work to attract new fans and, and crossover fans is, is tremendous. And it's obvious he really likes St. Louis. So I know Gary, Gary isn't always the most popular commissioner, especially if you're from Canada, but uh, he seems to be really in love with St. Louis. uh, He really deserves a lot of credit. I agree with you. When I did the event uh, with Mike Claiborne, who was emceeing the event, I was just basically attending and doing some interviews and watching Claibs do his thing. Uh, He had Gary Bettman up on a panel with Kim Davis, the executive vice president of the NHL and Jamal Mayers and Blues chairman and governor Tom Stillman. And they were talking about diversity and inclusion, uh, which I want to ask you about with your track as well. I know is a, a big push. But uh, Bettman joked that he was visiting a real estate broker in town to to maybe get a condo in St. Louis. That's how often he's here. We want him around all the time, <laughs> you know. But it, isn't it something how St. Louis, it just, not overnight, because it took a lot of work. But there's just a different feel around here right now, isn't there? Oh, it's tremendous. And, you know, that's the thing that we're hearing when we're talking to the different groups, whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR, NHRA, they they see the buzz that's going on here, and it, a lot of people are excited about this town, and it's great for us with what we're trying to accomplish to have it all working. So it's great. How about the fact Pretty that good. how about the fact that the auto show is the same weekend as NHL All Star Weekend, and you have displays both at America's Center and at Union Station at the Fanfare? Tell us what fans can see out there. Well, over at the Fanfare, it worked out just perfectly. As you mentioned, there's a lot of crossover between the different sponsors of IndyCar and NHL. And they had a a specially themed car for the All-Star Game IndyCar that was on display over at Fanfare. Graham Rahal, who's been a big supporter of what we do here at the racetrack and races in the uh, Bomberito 500, he was over there yesterday and participated in a lot of the celebrity events here this weekend. So it really enabled us to have a presence in two locations. And then over here at the Auto Show, which is continuing on today, we have Indy Show cars. We have some vintage Indy cars, uh, funny cars from NHRA, NASCAR vehicles, a little bit of everything. Plus, we have all of our fan guides and giveaways that uh, we're putting out there so people can know the uh, the dates of everything that's coming up this season. You have a lot coming up, including the fact that you're going to hold NASCAR and IndyCar on the same weekend. Tell us about that uh, collaboration. Well, we're really excited about that one because, you know, we've been trying to grow the presence of the camping and the festival atmosphere uh, for uh, the venue here and for the city. In the past, there's never really been a big emphasis on the the camping component and, you know, spending the weekend here at the track uh, just because the, the facility was so small when Curtis first bought the track. And now he's expanded it out. He has 600 acres and uh, we're going to be developing camping and putting a big emphasis on that. And to get people to come here and take it all in, there's a huge crossover between those different groups of fans. And now they can come in here, see a great show on Friday. Then on Saturday, again, it's action packed from start to finish. We've added the ARCA Midwest Tour as a support race for IndyCar, along with the uh, Road to Indy program and the vintage IndyCars. So fans can really take in a, just a huge festival of speed 
over a two-day period here in St. Louis. And finally, Chris, we talked to the NHL this week and weekend about diversity and inclusion, how they want everyone to feel welcome and comfortable inside their buildings and at their events. I've been working closely with Ozzie Smith on PGA Reach, and a big part, a big foundation of PGA Reach is diversity and inclusion, that everybody should have the opportunity to play the game of golf, and that's just part of what they're doing there. And worldwide technology, that is a big name in St. Louis and around the world is a big part of what you do. And I know that David Stewart has been very uh, poignant about the fact that he wants everybody uh, to be able to be, to have the opportunity to see a race, to attend a race, to be at the racetrack. What sort of things uh, is the racetrack doing to expand on that as we head into 2020? Well, that was a mission that Curtis started out on, Curtis Francois, the track owner, started out on when I first got here, and we started working with NASCAR. NASCAR has a great program of Drive for Diversity, which they're trying to develop crew members, racers, and fans uh, from all walks of life. And we've been working closely with the Jackie Joyner Kirstie Foundation and the JJK Center for the last several years to bring kids to the races and to get them up to speed through the Acceleration Nation education program on what racing is all about. So, once we join forces with the folks from Worldwide, it's opened a lot of doors for us. This year, we have a huge new uh, uh, charitable organization with Raceway Gives that uh, we're going to be going out with a new STEM education vehicle, taking it to a lot of the areas uh, throughout the community that may normally never know anything about racing, just to try to show them what we have here and how close it is here and make them feel welcome to come to the races. And uh, we're making some tremendous strides, and thankfully, we have Dave's involvement uh we're leading the charge throughout the whole industry of motorsports as far as racetracks go of opening those doors. Chris, we really appreciate it. We'll see you at both the auto show, fanfare. You're all over the place. And if people want to go to WWT Raceway and all of their social media platforms and online at their website, they can learn more about a very exciting 2020. And I'm excited about what's to come. That's for sure. Thanks for spending a few moments with us on KMOX. All right. Thank you, Tom. We'll talk to you soon. Great to talk to Chris Blair, the GM of the racetrack. Boy, the NHL All-Star Weekend brings in media, personalities, big sponsors, big names. Everybody's paying attention to St. Louis. And a lot of questions I got about MLS and about the stadium. Where is it going to be? What's the future of St. Louis moving forward two years from now? Those questions will be answered next by Carolyn Kindle Betts herself with Chris Zimmerman and Bill DeWitt Jr. on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munganass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munganass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. Tom Ackerman with you. One week ago, the Baseball Writers' Dinner. It's very rare that you can get three powerful people from the three professional, major professional franchises, I should say. XFL is definitely here. But here are... The big names, and leading into it is Post-Dispatch columnist Ben Fredrickson, and then a roundtable with me at the St. Louis Marriott Grand. Major League Soccer Commissioner Don Garber stood on a stage at the Palladium in late August and said he, the words he hoped to speak into existence for decades. Finally, St. Louis was a Major League Soccer city. Expansion team number 28 is coming to start play in a primarily privately funded downtown stadium in 2022. As long as state politicians get their act together, and if, with, the, uh, with the woman that I'm about to introduce, I know they will. An effort for expansion team had stalled countless times before. 
It finally has reached the finish line thanks to the efforts of the MLS for the Lou ownership group, which has paired the power of civic pride of the Taylor family and the Kavanaugh families to present the league's first ownership group that is primarily led by women. Whether it is pitching the potential of St. Louis to Don Garber, promising to pick up a hammer and a nail for construction purposes, or steering city and state leaders in the right direction, Carolyn Kendall Best has carried the drive and the determination that made her so successful in the business world into the sports world. The Kathy Burns Beebe Award for Excellence in Women's Athletic is established in the name of a woman who, like the MLS for the Lou Ownership Group, became a force in athletics, period. Men's and women's, it didn't matter. Kathy Burns Beebe followed her dad, Bob Burns, the bench warmer, as a sports writer and editor and became the sports bureau of the chief Sports Bureau Chief for the St. Charles Post. She would be proud to see her name attached to this. It is our honor to present, the, present to Carolyn Kendall Betts and the MLS for the Lou Ownership Group the Kathy Burns Beebe Award for Excellence in Women's Athletics. Carolyn, come on over and have a seat. You can sit right here next to me. Carolyn Kendall Betts, ladies and gentlemen, and what a man. What a year. Did that really happen? It wow. Did. It did. Uh, I have 11 meetings on Monday to remind me that it did. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's been, it's been a fantastic ride. And um, first of all, thank you, everybody, <clears throat> part of the St. Louis chapter of the Baseball Writers Association for even considering me for something like this. Um, certainly this prestigious award um, and a very funny uh, sort of looking through the uh, pamphlet. St. Louis story um, in 1995, my seventh and eighth grade PE teacher won Ellen Port. If anybody wants to know why I do not have a soccer career or a field hockey career, she might be a, a good person to call. But um, <laughs> She very politely said maybe I should try a different sport. So, but hey, I ended up here. I'm happy about it. Uh, no, but it, it's an honor to receive um, an award with the people that have received this in the past. Why MLS? Why did the family put all of its efforts towards MLS? So it's funny because for years my uncle has always said the Taylors will never own a professional sports team. Um, so lesson learned, be careful what you say. But what it, uh, what it really came down to was uh, my city, my family loves this city. And when looking around at things and opportunities we could do that would take the city to an international level, we just kept coming back to a soccer team. It's an international sport. Um, a lot of the metrics that we see is um, it's very um, millennial, and with where we believe the city's going to go with the growing Hispanic, with the growing immigrant population, millennial population, we thought what better than to bring a third professional sports team? And I, for one, believe that St. Louis not only deserves it, um, we want it, but MLS wanted St. Louis too. And so it just, as the stars started to align, it became just a perfect opportunity for my family and the Kavanaugh family as well. Made this city feel pretty strong, didn't it? Having an MLS team? As a matter of fact, we have a very special surprise to some of you. Some of you may know what we're going to do next, but we're going to complete this interview with a couple of other people. Let's bring in, ladies and gentlemen, more of our professional sports scene here in St. Louis. I'd like to present to the stage 
the chairman of the St. Louis Cardinals, Bill DeWitt Jr. And the CEO of the St. Louis Blues, Chris Zimmerman. Hello. Great to have you all here. And Mr. DeWitt, what does it mean to have another professional sports franchise in downtown St. Louis? I think it's great. Uh, we all know this is a wonderful sports town. Soccer has been huge here growing up. I, my father used to take me to the college games, uh, St. Louis U, and, um, you know, what it will do for downtown and for the whole region uh, is pretty special. So uh, when you think about Bush Stadium and then um, the Blues and, and the new soccer stadium, it, it's really a great thing for the city. Mr. Zimmerman, you will have uh, quite the neighbor, an MLS stadium not too far away from where you are, right on the other side of Union Station, uh, from that newly renovated Enterprise Center. That's some area of downtown. Well, yeah, I think um, if you think about what's happened at Union Station, the work the Cardinals have done on Ballpark Village, uh, the plans for this new stadium, uh, we're going to have a downtown core with these three great facilities and, and the energy and, and the um, vibrancy that it can help bring our city, I think, is really a critical part of what this opportunity is about. Carolyn, why the practice facility training grounds right there downtown as part of all of that? What was the, the purpose and the, the meaning to have all of that there? Well, I think, first, um, it's a very large piece of property. But... One, as when we started doing some of our research and visiting um, different facilities, both here in the U.S. and looking outside, we realized there's nothing like that. We have not been able to find a city that has the their main their main pitch. Now that I know what that is, and the training facility right across the street. But um, we also found out that it's it, it's a great recruitment tool for young players. They don't have to travel far distances. But um, as I think Mr. DeWitt and Mr. Zimmerman have both said, it's just another way to continue to add life and vibrancy. And I think it's important to make sure that at least our area has programming on it more than just the 17 or 20 home games you have a year, but it's during the week and being able to work with all these teams to create that whole corridor of a new destination. We can redefine it and bring just a whole new atmosphere and life down to that part of the city. It's amazing what sports can do, Chris, isn't it? I mean, you sent a jolt through St. Louis. You win the Stanley Cup, and oh, it just so happens that the All-Star Game is the following year. All-Star Week this week, you'll have the NHL watching. St. Louis is definitely on the radar of everyone in the hockey world now. I know that makes you very proud. There's a significant impact on this community and this region in the area of hockey now. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it started, uh, some of our momentum started when we were able to partner with the Cardinals um, when they hosted with us uh, the Winter Classic at Bush Stadium. Uh, when I got to St. Louis, people used to say, what's it like being in a baseball town? And, and my response right from the start was, what a great thing to be down the street from one of the most iconic franchises in all of sports for us to learn and to hold that out, and now I got this ring so that I can, so that we can start to, to think about going after number two. So, Bill, you have some rings, and 
<laughs> you know, this is, you look out at this fan base, you know, look at them. I mean, connected through generations of Cardinals fans going way back. What does it mean to you to know, and how does the organization feel that it's a driver to the region year after year after year? Well, we're really fortunate to have the fan base we have, and it enables us to do the kinds of things to win championships. And, uh, you know, it started long before we came here back uh, 100 years ago. And, you know, it's just, you're right, it's generational. Father would take his, or parents take their children to games, and it just keeps going. And fortunately, when um, we took over, we had that to build on, and uh, we knew if we won that it would continue, and it's been, uh, it's been terrific. I think we've been second in attendance to the Dodgers for a number of years, which is pretty incredible, uh, and their ballpark's, of course, a lot bigger, not to mention the size of their city. But for St. Louis to, to be up well over $3 million every single year is uh, pretty, pretty impressive. So we have the Cardinals, the Blues, and the to be determined, and you're in the club. And it's really great to have all three of you up here, and we are honored to be able to give you this honor tonight at the Baseball Writers' Center. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Congratulations. That was Carolyn Kindle-Betts, Bill DeWitt Jr., and Chris Zimmerman with me at the Baseball Writers' Dinner a week ago. What a week it's been. Man, let's have another good week. Appreciate everybody. Thanks to producer James O'Sullivan. I'm Tom Ackerman. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.